There we go. All right, you guys are kind of in it. All right, go fuck yourselves. These guys changed my whole fucking <laughs> spiel here. Uh, Travis Lazart, or Lars Borson and Travis Lazart. What's up, my men? In the backyard of, um, is this Lars's home? Yeah. La my, uh, my place in Wells, Maine. Travis came up, hung out for a little bit, made a fire. Travis, uh, made, Travis made the fire, or you made the fire? Community effort. Was it a community effort? Did you have the wood already? For wood. What's he, he's making it. Grabbing wood. Do I have sound? I do have sound here. What do you, he's the wood grabber? He's the buffer. Yeah. He's the buffer. Yeah. All right, let me make sure I have sound here, guys. So it's been a while. All right, we have sound, guys. So it's been a while since um I've had you guys on, hasn't it? We haven't had really much to talk to, talk about, I guess, or we just haven't been able to connect because we're busy, busy gentlemen. But uh, glad to have you on, guys. Uh, what's going on? As far as uh, why are you guys together? What happened? What, is it? Did you get together just for the podcast, or was it a coincidence today that you guys were hanging out? Well, we decided uh, yesterday that we were going to get together today at some point to start going over the rankings. Um, so we decided. Uh, Lars had a busy morning. I had a busy morning, so um, we decided to meet before the podcast. And I just happened to be here because we realized the rankings are going to take a little longer than we had expected. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I just stuck around for the podcast. Excellent. Well, let's get right to that rankings talk there, guys. So, uh, this will not be a, f uh, a kind of a community vote thing. This is, uh, between New England MMA.org, uh, adjusting the rankings as we see fit. Is that how it's going? Yeah, that's the plan. Uh, it's just so much work to do the rankings. If we want to do them on a timely basis, I think we just need to be more flexible with, uh, you know, our, our time and gathering data from, you know, 10, 15 different sources takes a lot of time and effort. Everyone's kind of on a different schedule. Uh, so we're, you know, this time around, we're doing it on our own. But I think we got a, a pretty good idea of what's going on in the region. If people don't agree with it, hey, that's why we make them. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah. What do you think the timeline on that is, Lars? We have uh, like three events coming up in the the next month and a half. Are these? Are we waiting until these events are uh, are all set, or are we uh, are we going ahead before the the conclusion of these? I think we're gonna let them rip uh, before Cage Titans next weekend. No, fucking shit, guys. Um, Why not? Yeah. So we're almost through the pros right now. So. You almost to the what? The pros? We're we're almost through the pro the pro rankings. Um, I think we got up to like middleweight before we started here. Um, it's gonna be real. It's gonna be a real shakeup because there are a lot of people that have dropped off, um, fighting or because they haven't fought in the region or because they've moved on to other regions. They moved on to the UFC. They've moved on to other places. But um. Yeah, we started looking at this thing, and we did this just six months ago, and it's already changed drastically. Um, yeah, I can't wait to uh, see it, to uh, check it out, to uh, you know, scan it, and see uh, you know what's going on with it. Um, so we have uh, we have some big things coming on as far as uh, the next month and a half with uh, you know at least three big MMA shows uh, with uh, Cage Titans fifty three. Combat FC coming back uh, June 17th and CES 69, the same night as Combat FC. Let's talk a little bit about that uh, first with Combat FC 
Coming back with Joe Cav, um, you know, a pioneer in the, the area as far as, you know, MMA promotions and uh, getting a lot of our New England fighters off and running into the bigger promotions a while back, guys. I know you're friends with um, Joe. You know, you've stayed in contact with, with him, Travis, uh, for some some time now, man. Uh, talk about what's going on and, uh, you know, the magnitude of this this card that's going to be coming up on June 17th. Yeah, well, for anyone who doesn't know Joe, 10 years ago, he was he was the big deal in New England MMA with uh, his WCF promotion. Um, guys like Calvin Cater fought for him. John Jones fought for him. John Jones actually actually fought Parker Porter uh, for him. So he's got some guys uh, that have gone through and been in the UFC. He's uh, He's got some good friends uh, over at UFC headquarters. He's uh, pretty close with uh, Mr. Dana White himself. Um, but he's got a big... Uh, he, he's got a big push, a big following here in the region uh, with a lot of the OG fans. Um, but he's putting together a card, and they just announced yesterday that they have a Fight Pass deal in place, a multi-fight deal uh, with Fight Pass. So for all those guys looking to make that jump to the next level in, in New England um, and, and want to fight in front of the, the, the boss's eyes, um, this could be the promotion to do it with. Um makes two two promotions in New England now uh, with CES and Combat FC that are premiered on Fight Pass. Uh, so I just feel like this is just making the, the, the whole scene bigger here in New England. And I could be happier for it. Uh, Joe's been talking about this for a while. Uh, Lars, question to you. We have two, two big uh, events on the same night under Fight Pass. How do, you know, how does that happen? That's, I, you know, we have events going on a lot in New England that happen on the same night, but never something that is uh, both being aired on Fight Pass. Uh, is this going to be some kind of, um, you know, a tug of war between these two promotions? I mean, the same night and Fight Pass. Uh, what do you think is going to be going on here as far as, you know, um, advertisement, trying to push uh, one product against the other for people to tune in and, uh, you know, buy tickets to go to the show? You know what I mean? Yeah, there's uh, it, this. It's kind of strange because, you know, Fight Pass. You know, typically they'll have two, maybe two or three events on in a night, usually not in the same region, and they try to stagger them, in terms of when they the main cards go off, whether it's 8 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. whatever. Um, I still don't have clarity on what time each of these are going to go off. So, you know, they both supposedly are on June 17th, um, which is a Saturday night. But then, you know, five hours ago, CES MMA updated their uh, cover photo on Facebook, and it has, you know, Ashika Jim and Mike Rodriguez on there, and it, it says June 16th. But all the other fight banners that they've been putting out say June 17th. And from our understanding, June 17th is the date. I think that just may be, a, a, you know, an incorrect banner they put up in terms of the date. But, yeah, I mean... Two fight pass shows on, uh, you know, within a you know hour and a half, two hour driving distance of each other. It's, uh, I'm assuming they'd want to stagger it. Maybe, you know, uh, Combat FC goes off at eight, and CS goes off at nine or ten. I don't know, but yeah, it's it's interesting. It's it definitely adds a, a new twist to the New England MMA scene. Uh, gets our second promotion in the region on fight pass, which is huge. Uh, it throws. Another promotion into the mix are in an already heavily laden uh, region 
for mixed martial arts, which is great. We're probably the most active region in the country and we should be you know, grateful for that. And we have successful promotions that are putting stuff on, uh, but it you know, adds a new twist to things, which is, which is great. Uh, I think it's good for everybody involved, fans, fighters, uh, media, um, you know, it's, it's, it's good for the sport. Definitely. Um, and, and there's no, I mean, Joe Cav is friends with all promotions in, in the region. I mean, this is just, um, you know, a, a coincidental thing. Oh my God, look at you guys. I have you on full screen here, my guys. Um, just to let everyone know, it's a struggle here producing this show and uh, trying to talk at the same time. But anyway, you guys look fabulous with the fire behind you. How far is that fire from your asses right now? Is it warming it up pretty good? Very close. Pressure with this table forward a little bit. What, what are you doing? We're sitting they're, like right in this place. They're fucking up my studio. That's what they're doing. Now, don't move too close. Oh, you got to move because the smoke. All right. All right. Oh, all right. You guys look good. You're, you're fitting in there. Um, but I, I'm loving, I'm loving the scenery over here. What's the, what's the temperature in Maine in your location right now there, Lars? About uh, 50 degrees? I was probably 60, 65. I mean, it's, it's not, it was warmer earlier in the week, but, uh, you know, it's, it's bearable. We got shorts on and hoodies and got a fire going. It's not too bad. Excellent, my guy. Well, let's uh, um, let's talk about a little bit about Cage Titans, uh, and we'll get to a little bit about um, you know full contact management. We have some fighters that are going to be competing uh, on these local shows that are coming up. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Cage Titans. We're uh, you know a week and a half away from them. Cage Titans fifty three, June fourth, a big card there. Joe Penafiel defends his. Bantamweight title, man. Uh, four fights in a row, four fight winning streak, two finishes in them. Four fights. Uh, his most recent one against Lionel at um, you know, Cage Titans back in uh, I I don't have it, but maybe Cage Titans fifty one, maybe. Uh, I think he skipped the last card, but um, Joe's on a roll, man, and he's coming back, man. What do you think the 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 the, the kind of uh the greeting is going to be from uh for Joe when he hits the Cage Titans cage? Well, it's going to help him a lot that he's fighting another guy who's technically not a New Englander in uh, Dissonel. Um, so, it, it, and they said they they say it all the time. Uh, Joe's basically been adopted into New England at this point. I think he's got more fans here than he uh, than he thinks he has, or than we, he knows he has. Um, he, he's just been one of those uh, fi fighters that have a. Uh, a strong view either way. You either love him or you hate him. You're not in the middle of the road on, on the party. Um, so I I happen to love him. And um, I think that Plymouth Memorial Hall loves him. And I think at, at this point, uh, Plymouth has been trying to hate on him so hard because he's fighting all these local guys, these hometown boys. But I think he's finally going to be the guy that has the crowd in this one. Um, and it, it, it's scary to think that there could be more momentum added to the Joe Payne uh train but it, it, i mean put the crowd behind him at plymouth memorial hall put disanel down on his back and he could be looking at another uh step up in the near future as far as disanel um i know that kid pretty well i've seen him fight i think three times i've seen him fight at um reality make his pro debut i've seen him win a title uh at um as an amateur at um i think premier fc I did see him there. Um, and as far as the kid, his kid's been fighting out of his area for some time. So 
coming to Cage Titans is going to be nothing uh, strange to the kid. He's always fighting out of his uh, backyard. And he thrives, as far as what I know, as far as coming in and, uh, you know, kind of spoiling the party. No pun intended in that. But um, the kid's a grinder. I think he has a wrestling background. He comes from a, a, a Grace, uh, Renzo Gracie in uh, New York. Kid's fighting out of Albany, New York. Uh, Fort Kimball, finished Kimball in a, a Bellator fight. And then I think after that, that's when kind of COVID set in. And then he had a two-fight winning streak fighting... Um, I think CFFC, and then he knocked out um, uh, Will Smith at uh, CES. Will Smith, coincidentally enough, is fighting on that uh, same card. Uh, so the kid has hands. He's coming off uh, a loss at Bellator against a real uh, tough opponent. Um, what are you thinking about this kid, Lars, uh, from the outside looking in? Uh he looks like a stud. He looks like he's real. You know, I've seen him fight a few times and, uh, in hearing his approach to this fight, I watched the table Titans with him, uh, and, uh, the party on it. And it was, it was entertaining. You know, he, he seems like a talented fighter. He's only six and five, but he's fought some really tough guys and had some impressive performances. And he actually can hold his own when it comes to the mic, uh, versus Joe Penafial as well. So it was good to kind of see his personality come out. I don't think that, you know, I think this is going to be a, a grinding, tough fight. I don't think anybody comes out with a victory uh, uninjured in a quick manner uh, in this one. So I'm, I'm excited to see it. Um, as far as, I mean, have you, have you seen um, Dissonal's work as far as uh, up, up live or is you just seeing him from uh, Bellator and stuff like that? Uh, I saw him fight on a CES card. Um, yeah, that was when he knocked out Will. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him, yeah. I saw him knock out Will, and I was like, well, okay, this guy, this guy's serious. <laughs> so, it, 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 you know, neither of these guys are New England natives, but, uh, you know, Penafial is kind of an adopted son. And I think Travis put, brought up a good point where this may be the first fight where Penafial has a majority of, you know, the audience in his favor. He's definitely been a fan favorite, but I think it's built to a point now where he's kind of, you know, breaking over that barrier of truly being a, a New England guy. Uh, so it, it's going to be interesting to see how the crowd reacts. You know, there'll be the, the main event. Um, so the diehards will still be there, and it, it should be interesting to see how this one plays out. Now, you spoke about, uh, you know, Chris handled himself on the mic pretty well with Joe. As we know, Joe has... Uh, you know, in the past had a lot of verbal warfare as far as getting in opponents' heads. Not so much in the Lionel fight last time. That was a little more, um, I mean, they had their moments, but it wasn't, you know, really, really at each other's throats. This one seems kind of the same way. Uh, it's just business uh, going ahead. Uh, do you think, um, you know, Joe is becoming more comfortable that he doesn't have to kind of you know, uh, puff his chest out and, uh, you know, spit that kind of, uh, you know, that di that dialogue uh, out to get into fighters' head. You think he's confident enough, not that he wasn't before, but confident enough, you know, four fights in a row, holding that title, that he doesn't need to get into a fighter's head anymore. Yeah, I think so. I think so, for sure. I mean, even if you look back on his last loss, his last loss was to DeMond Blackshear at CES another tough, tough dude. Um, so, 
Joe is letting his skill speak for itself. Um, a lot of people thought that if he had beaten Blackshear, that he would have possibly had a chance at the UFC um, at CES that one time. Joe, I mean, and I also think, again, the reason there's not so much talk back and forth is because Joe's not coming into enemy territory now. He's coming into his home and defending his home. He would probably expect maybe Chris to have something to say, but um, when the party's in the building, uh, Plymouth Memorial Hall belongs to the party. Um, you know, I we can't go through all these fights, but as you said, that is the main event of the night. We have Don Shanus back uh, fighting for that, that featherweight title. <laughs> We have um, Sean Lally on that card. I do believe Peter Barrett is still on that card. I do believe his opponent, Aaron Lacey, was injured, but they might have a, a replacement. I don't know what's going on with that. Any news on that stuff right there? Uh, no. Uh, no we, we, both, we both have a guess. Yeah, we both have a guess. <laughs> well, come on, guys. We are here full of guesses. Give your, give your, give your, give your opinion on uh, what you think is going on. Well, I, I guess I'll say it because I think I was the first to really notice it, and I messaged Lars earlier. Uh, a one Matthew Denning said he is taking a fight on 10 days' notice earlier today. The only card in New England um, that is 10 days out is Cage Titans. Um, I wouldn't expect him to go anywhere else unless he's boxing or something. Um, of course, he just lost the first round to Jesse Erickson at NEF. Um, but... Uh, our kid got married last weekend, and, to, and uh, for his honeymoon, he's taking a fight on 10 days' notice. Um, I would say it had to be a pretty persuasive deal from whoever was giving it to him, and uh, that could have been Cage Titans and the opponent. I mean, hey, jump up and fight Peter Barrett, the guy who used to be in the UFC. Um, that would be one of the reasons I would cut short on my honeymoon. A question. Uh, that that um, Jesse fight, What that was at um, lightweight or catchweight? What was that at? That fight. He's at 160. Yeah. All right. So this fight was supposed to be at featherweight, correct? Or was it supposed to be lightweight? This was supposed to be featherweight with Lacey. We looked it up. So earlier. I would imagine. Um, I I would imagine. Uh, I you know, fucking Denning just came off a honeymoon or a marriage. He's probably at one set set one eighty right now. Uh, <laughs> what do you think? What I mean, what what's this going to be a a, a catchweight one sixty five maybe? I mean, what, I, what? I would imagine they try to set it at fifty five and see where it goes at weigh ins. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's tough. It, it, we don't really know that the fight's happening yeah. yet. Uh, it just makes the most sense. Um, with, with it makes the most sense that Denning's going to fight on Cage Titans, and it makes the most sense that his opponent was Aaron Lacey. He comes from this area. Um, and, and he is now, I believe Aaron broke his ankle in training. Um, so we know he's out. Maybe they come grab another guy from Maine, make sure, uh, Peter's still the big guy on the, the ticket there. And, uh, it just makes too much sense if, uh, Matt is, is telling us the story, uh, correctly. Well, there you go, my man. Um, well, as far as next week, um, you know, one of our guys is fighting there, uh, Mr. Boats there. He's back. He's fighting, uh, you know, the invisible man there, the guy with, uh, you know, te teeth coming out of his forehead and shit like that. Fucking... Let's go. <laughs> but as far as, uh, as far as that show, um, our, 
Are all th- are all three of us going to be at this show? Am I going to be like? Am I going? I got a new camera to test oh, out. Figure that out, right? Huh? Let's, let's, we got to figure that out. We got to be adults and talk about it. Yeah, I got a camera. I got a camera to test out though. I haven't even touched yet. Basically, I fucking all the pieces came in. I haven't put it together yet. So um, so I'm gonna be. Pl- I might be playing with that there. Um, but I did get blown off by one of the fighters there that I was supposed to interview with today. But you know, we're not going to talk about that. Fuck. Wasted two hours of my time. <laughs> Fuck. That's what, you know, all right, we'll talk about something else. All right, guys. You got a couple things you want to talk about. Oh, well, go ahead. I didn't even look at your notes. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. That's why I forgot. Oh, all right. All right. Throw, throw, whatever you want to talk about, throw it out there. If it's something, um, I, if it's something I can look up, I'll look it up or whatever. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll run through these quickly. We just jotted down like six things that like, I think is relevant to New England MMA right now. Um, you know, we got the upcoming events of Cage Titans and Combat FC, um, and Reality Fighting's having a show, uh, the 11th, kind of sandwiched in between. Then we got CES, then Combat Zones coming back July 16th. Um, so there's a lot of activity going on in terms of upcoming fights, but we've had some pretty cool stuff happen recently. You know, uh, we saw Jorgen DeCastro fight on Eagle FC last weekend. Uh, picked up a big win against Junior Dos Santos. A lot of talk on the internet about how he handled the win. Uh, you know, some people thought he was a little overly emotional after the victory when Dos Santos, you know, dislocated his shoulder throwing a punch. Uh, you know, other people are defending his actions, you know, and I, I see both sides of it. So it's been interesting to see how that has evolved, but it's great to see Jorgen DeCastro probably get the biggest one of his career. I'm sure he made a good amount of money in that fight and he set himself up for probably a rematch uh but he's definitely in the, in the picture of uh you know a heavyweight belt after you know his ufc career at this point came to an end so it's good to see him bounce back and, and represent new england on that stage and he looked pretty good you know his hands look quick he just couldn't cut he couldn't really find the range with dos santos who had you know who had the reach and the height advantage uh he was his boxing looked really crisp and good but he just wasn't, you know, he was missing these big shots by just, you know, six inches, two inches. Um, but you know, regardless, he got his hand raised at the end of the at the end of the night. And it's good to see, you know, somebody like that from the scene win on that stage. Definitely. Yeah. Um I, I went on and myself and publicly defended uh DeCastro for celebrating just uh for knowing Jorgen's story itself, uh, where he came from, his upbringing, um, he, his pride and joy, his daughter. Um, he's he's taken home twice the amount of money he thought he was. Or, I mean, he definitely you go into a fight thinking you're going to win and you're going to bring home the win bonus. But when you got a guy like Dos Santos across from you, anything can happen. Um, I, just, I just feel like it's a, it's a big accomplishment. Um, it does check a, a box off in his career. Um, is Dos Santos the Dos Santos he once was? No. Um, but it, it is just, a, it's a, it's a feel good thing for Jorgen and I can understand the frustration going into the fight and all the buildup. Um, when you, when you finally realize that you're, you're leaving the cage with a victory against, uh, somebody who could be considered one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. Um, it's, it's an accomplishment regardless. Yeah. And, uh, you know, wh- one thing that stood out was, uh, junior himself was very humble in, in, in the loss and after it. Um, I mean, it was a definitely a respectful fight leading up, you know, in that fight, I thought Jorgen was going to try to, you know, take him down and grind him. And, and you know what I mean? From the last couple of fights, uh, Jorgen, you know, submitting in the, in the last Eagle FC fight he had, 
and then uh, a grinding win at CES using his grappling. I thought they were, we were going to see more than that, much more, but I think he felt comfortable on his feet there. I mean, if you look at both of the guys after the fight, there wasn't a mock on them as far as their faces and stuff like that. I mean, well, I'm sure Jorgen's lead leg had some marks on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but he, yeah, he took some leg kicks. He ate about 25 leg kicks. Yeah, and that was one thing that I thought Jorgen might uh would have been different the other way around. Jorgen using more of those leg kicks and then trying to press him against the cage and take him down. Uh, but man, fights uh change in an instant once you're in there and you're feeling you know good about yourself and you want to stand there and take this guy's head off, man. All the power to him. He came out with the win. Uh, not how you want to win a fight, but a win's a win. It gets him a title fight. It looks like a big paycheck and uh, a big road to that next fight coming up, man. So, uh, you know, he, his popularity is going to grow even more than it, it has, in the, you know, in the past. So good for him. Yeah, one quick follow-up on that with the, the whole leg kick thing. This just pops into my mind as you say it. Uh, it looks like Jorgen did land some leg kicks, but he didn't land them until after Dos Santos had started kicking his leg. Like, it almost reminded Jorgen, hey, I got to throw these leg kicks. So Junior would land two or three. He'd try to plant on that leg, realize it wasn't there, and then try to throw some of his own. Maybe if he would led the dance of the leg kicks, it would have been a little bit different. Um, but he was definitely down on the scorecards in that fight. But uh, e either way, uh, it's just a cool accomplishment. Excellent. Uh, Lars, next, some more notes. Uh, next, uh, something else you want to talk about? Uh, yeah. Hey, what about uh, another big boy from New England, Tanner Jean Jack? Uh, he was out in Arizona two weeks ago, I believe, and won the Rough Nation Road to One heavyweight tournament. It was an eight-man tournament, you know, based over, you know, you had three rounds and three different events based out over probably, I think, like six months. Yep. And uh, he ended up coming out the victor in that. So he earned a contract to go fight for one championship over in Asia. But I guess, you know, they're an Asian-based promotion, but I guess they're going to be having, um, from what I've heard, uh, they're going to be having some uh, some dates here in the U.S. where they're holding events. And I, I assume that Terrence will be fighting on, on their cards there. I talked to him a little bit. He said he's kind of waiting to hear back on what the plan is. But he won a, a multi-fight deal with them worth over $140,000. So that's a huge deal for somebody in this position uh, to make that type of money fighting. And, uh, you know, happy for him to uh, to go out to Arizona, win three fights against tough competition, and, you know, get the call up to the big leagues. Uh, one championships, uh, you know, one of the bigger promotions in the world. We don't know him too well here in the States, but they're, but they're huge over in, in Asia. So uh, we're going to see what, what they bring here to the U.S., and we'll see Terrence represent New England on some of their cards as they come here uh, you know, to our homeland. Yeah, I mean, the, ca the casual uh, MMA fan will remember 1FC for trading Ben Askren to the UFC for Demetrius Johnson. Um, I think that's where most people started to, that, that were casual fans or UFC fans, really started to recognize 1FC as a promotion. Um, like Lars said, they're based out of Singapore. Um, and they do, uh, according to Terrence, they want to do some stuff over here in the States, which would make it perfect for them. But, uh, yeah, it, it is definitely one of the biggest, uh, promotions in the world. Um, probably top five, easy enough MMA promotions. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I was showing, uh, some of Terrence's, uh, Instagram. So we're showing a lot of the pictures from the fight, him winning the contract, 
uh, the big check there. So it was, yeah, it was, it was a monstrous uh, achievement for not only, you know, Terrence, but New England in itself uh, to, you know, someone representing us at, uh, you know, one championship. So kudos to that kid, man. Uh, it's been a long road for him uh, and he deserves it, man. He's been, it's been a grind. Uh, next, Lars, um, something else? Uh, we got two more. Two uh, more. So, you know, uh, you know, Billy Goff and Connor Matthews are going to be making their appearances on Dana White's Contender Series. You know, two of the more highly touted prospects here in the region. Uh, I've gotten the call to perform in front of the big boss to see if they can earn themselves a contract to the UFC. Uh, the dates have been announced. I think Billy's is in August. I think they, they're both the yeah, they're both the same night. Second, I think. Um, I it's August, like the first week of August. That's all. Yeah. I yeah. And I think their opponents have been announced. Yes. I don't know too much about them yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was something I think it's important for, you know, Billy Goff was our number one ranked welterweight in the region. We're going through our rankings right now. And we're going to keep him in the rankings until he fights for the UFC. So he'll be the number one welterweight and middleweight uh, when our rankings come out in a week, week and a half. And you know, it's funny. I, I you know, I, t I talked to Billy quite often uh, off to the side and he was, he was concerned about that. Not concerned, but he was like, like two weeks after the, after the, um, the fights, I think we mentioned that we were going to be doing rankings again, and he messaged me right away. He goes, "Doesn't that means I get the number one at one eighty five and one seventy, doesn't it?" So he's thinking about that, um, and that was his goal to to have you know be number one, get them, get them, um, them belts, and uh, you know move ahead. And the UFC has noticed, given him that um, contender series shot, man. So uh, and he's deserved it. Billy is. A hell of a kid, a hell of a fighter, and a very, very uh, great uh, representation of uh, a New England fighter, man. Uh, so good for him. Connor Matthews along for the ride there as well. Uh, him and Billy kind of together. I saw them uh, kind of, you know, hanging out a little bit at the, the Apex Center, getting uh, some footage shot in them two guys. Uh, so, my God, um, you know, I don't know. Do we know who manages Billy? Do we know? Um, it's not no. the it's not the cartel, correct? No. All right. Not that I know. Not no. that we know. All right. So, um, I mean, whoever whoever's handling that kid, man, has a has a gold mine, you know, fucking, a, you know, ahead of him, and uh, you know, twenty three. Yeah, he's young. Twenty three years. Yeah. old. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's funny, Billy. Uh, he came down to this podcast room with Dexter when he was 18 years old, um, when he could first start fighting as an amateur, basically 18 years old. He came down here and he, you know, he drove all the way down here with Dexter. They sat here, uh, podcast when I had just my phone and, uh, man, it, it, what the hell went? I think that was 2017 or, or so or so. I think I just started renting this place here and uh he came down. That's how long, you know, Billy and I have been riding together. And uh man, I couldn't be any proud of that kid. Uh, you know, watching the growth and uh, you know, he's got a good head out of his shoulders and you know, he he doesn't take shit, man. He kinda, you know, takes what he wants. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say about I, I like about him the most. He he's a no bullshit guy. You've interviewed him plenty of times after a win, and he's just as no bullshit after a win as he is before a win. He's just, he's just, this is what he's here for. 
this guy was in my way. That's why I put him out. And that's pretty cool coming from a guy who's so young and just so focused on what he's going to do in the sport. And Lars, we have an opportunity to have two of our young studs here get signed to the UFC the same night here, man. That would blow the fucking roof off New England if these who's uh, yeah. two opposite sides of New England too. I mean, we have um, Billy from Connecticut area. And we have Connor Matthews from, you know, the north, more northern side of uh, New England there, Middleborough, up uh, Middleborough, Mass, uh, Lakeville, all that area there. Uh, man, this is huge for New England. It's Yeah, it's a, bi it's a big deal, man. Like, that's the thing. Like, we, we follow these young prospects around the region and watch their fights and see them evolve and develop. And you kind of have an eye on a certain few guys. And in Connor Matthews, kind of all of us have had our eye on him. But Billy got off. Billy Goff got off to a. It's hard to say. Yeah. Billy Goff got off to a slower start than Connor Matthews did. But he's the, by far the hottest fighter in the region right now, and the top prospect in the region, regardless of weight class. And he's young. He's marketable. Both these guys have stories to tell. Uh, you know, Billy Goff being a kid who's kind of trained MMA from from the beginning and has developed very quickly at a young age. You know, Connor Matthews, former uh, military vet who has kind of that background, but also trains with a legit camp here in New England. And, uh, you know, it's it's great to see these guys. You know, they're, they're both rising, you know, to the top of the sport at the same level, but Billy Goff has taken a much harder road to get there. He has fought the toughest of the tough uh, on the regional scene here. And, you know, Connor Matthews is 5-0, and but when you look at his his resume in terms of strength of schedule, it just doesn't stack up to Billy Goff. But regardless, they both have that same opportunity, which, you know, hopefully they can both walk away with a contract from Uncle Dana and they're, you know, fighting under the bright lights here in a few months. Um, I hope so, guys. I mean, and that's two potentially big studs here that could do big things for the UFC. Uh, Billy Goff, I'm really high on him. I, I see him being just, you know, just the grind from that kid. I see him being a champion, a definitely a future champion in the UFC. Uh, 23 years old, fights at two weight classes and wins two belts doing it. Actually, three belts if you count the yeah. Cage Titans uh, title there, man. So, um, and he's just growing. I mean, who knows? Who who can't? You know, the kid might pack on more muscle. I mean, he's in the UFC. He's gonna have that. Uh, if he makes it, he's gonna have that. You know, all that stuff they offer at his disposal. I mean, he could grow. He could be a a full time one eighty five or down the line. You don't know. So he has options. That kid. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you beat Marty, when you finish Marty Navis, Gary Belletto, and then. Justin Sumter in succession. Um, you got a lot going for you. Yeah. Lars, uh, last thing there. And then I want to mention something before I, uh, we get going, but uh, last notes there, you got something else to talk about? Uh, yeah. We just want to talk a little bit about uh, Shane Manley. Um, you know, recently, you know, Shane is a guy that has fought here in the region. Uh, he beat Jeff Perez at cage Titans and a big upset. He's fought for NEF. Um, He's uh, he's fought for CES, I believe. Fought at NEF one. Yeah, NEF one. He's been around for a while. We also manage him uh, under full contact management, so we're very close to him from that perspective. And, you know, Shane was scheduled to fight 
uh, Don Shanus at Cage Titans, and uh, Shane came down with a back injury, had to pull out, and uh, you know Shane worked security and was working security at a hospital during the day, and then um, at, a, at a bar in Syracuse, New York, at night. And he was trying to break up a fight outside of the establishment he was working at. And it kind of funneled into the entryway. And one of the guys pulled out a gun and shot. And I don't think Shane was the intended target, but he took a bullet in the stomach and was rushed to the hospital, had surgery that night, another surgery. But he was just released from the hospital last Sunday. He's doing good. He's on the mend. Um, but, you know, Shane did some heroic things that night and uh, showed his true colors as a human being. And uh, we just wanted to mention that when somebody in the MMA community uh, that happens to, we want to give them recognition and props. Uh, there's also a GoFundMe out there for Shane and his recovery. Uh, so if you want to donate to that, you know, go check it out. We can put it down in the description. And, um, you know, Shane Manley, a true hero. Like, uh, you know, and it's, it's ironic. I wrote a quick post on our website when this first happened. And Shane Manley's nickname is uh, Shane Super Manley. Uh, like, he's a superhero, right? And he, he did, he was a superhero on that night at work, you know, stepping in front of a bullet to try to, you know, stop a gunman from going into the establishment he's working security at. So, Props to Shane Manley. Also, shout out to Colin Robinson, another one of our fighters from Full Contact Management. He reached out to me as soon as it happened, said, hey, I want to donate all my T-shirt profits from my last fight, $350 towards Shane's GoFundMe. So, uh, and ironically, Colin's nickname is Superman. So, Colin Superman Robinson. So, everything comes full circle. It's a, it's a pretty cool story. Yeah, when you look at it all. I think my two biggest takeaways about this, uh, this whole situation, other than the, the fact that you know, Shane is a hero and he deserves to be recognized as such. Um, the, the bigger things that I took from it, though, is going on to that GoFundMe page and looking at some of the comments from the people like so and so. I had six people in that bar that night. So little background story. It was graduation weekend at Syracuse University. The town was full of people and a lot of those people showed up on Shane's GoFundMe page. Um, and and recognize the fact that he could have saved one of their loved, one, loved one's lives. Um, I think that speaks volumes. And the second part of it is there are so many people that are out there saying that they do the same thing, you know, step in front of somebody with a gun or try to, 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 to stop somebody from committing a crime or doing violence to other people. But Shane didn't have to say it. He did it. He stepped up and did it, and uh, it didn't take anyone asking him to do it. He just did what he uh, what he had to do, and uh, big props to Shane for what he did, and uh, we're proud to call him one of our fighters. Excellent. I reached out to him. I will be speaking with Shane next week. We have a scheduled interview to uh, check up on him, uh, see uh, you know the future, uh, how he's feeling, and uh, you know wish him well, and uh, you know get him more you know support on this uh, re you know road to recovery. Hopefully, getting back in that cage sometime. It would be an incredible story, uh, and it would be something that definitely people will pay attention to. So, uh, we'll definitely talk to him next week, and uh, you know, get everyone updated on him. Um, last thing, I'm going to let you mention a couple more things before I give a, a little announcement. But uh, Lars, uh, we mentioned uh, full contact management, uh, running on all full full cylinders. You're always working, you know, hundreds of hours behind the scenes 
doing things as far as <clears throat> for full contact management with the promotions, the fighters, uh, getting matchups together. We have some fighters that are going to be getting some uh, getting some work coming up in the you know next month or so. Uh, you have a fighter or two that you've been talking to that you are close to maybe signing. Um, as far as fighters that we're getting work for in the next month, are can you throw some names out there and promotions that fighters uh, will be uh, fighting for that we uh, represent? Yeah, uh, John John Piersma will be fighting or grappling at Fury. Shout out JP, the Warhawk, uh, rocking the shirt, the ambassador to fighters. Thank you. Uh, but Piersma will be grappling at Fury Grappling um, next Saturday down in Philadelphia. That'll be on UFC Fight Pass. So we're looking to get him back in the cage to fight MMA probably midsummer. Um, then we have uh, Jacob Bone and uh, Jake Hicksonbaugh, who's making his pro debut fighting on CES 69 on June 17th. That is confirmed. I did get a text when we were on the uh, podcast here. So June 17th, Saturday, same night as Combat FC. Uh, Jake Hicksonbaugh and Jacob Bone will be fighting on that card. Then Pat Casey's fighting the same night on the Combat FC card. Um, then we have, uh, we're looking to get Caleb Hall targeted for July. So we're talking with some promotions right now about getting him in there. Ali Zebian's mending his broken jaw. Hopefully... You know, fall time, we'll see him back in the cage. Blaine Shutt, he's healing up some injuries. Similar situation there. Uh, Colin Robinson will be fighting July 2nd on um, Cage Titans 54 for their first ever Muay Thai championship at 185. Um, we had him lined up for an MMA fight, but things weren't working out. So, you know, Colin trains at a Muay Thai gym. So he has good experience on that side of things, but he's actually never had a Muay Thai fight. <laughs> so uh, it'll be it'll be it'll be great. I know his coach uh, Ibre Hayes uh, was very excited for a Muay Thai fight to come across the desk. Um, yeah, but you know I, I'm sure we'll see Colin uh, fighting MMA in the near future after his bout on July 2nd for the Cage Titans inaugural Muay Thai Championship. And he's fighting Lamont Payne. Lamont Payne um, is who he's fighting. They announced that on Table Titans, so I can talk about that. And Lamont Payne is actually the guy at I think it was No Boundary that that, uh, that beat that, yeah No Boundary that um, beat Jidia uh, for. Oh, can I call. can I just say one thing? You can go yeah. to New England MMA YouTube channel and see that fight for yourself because I was ringside and I recorded that whole fight. So check it out. That's who Colin will be uh, going against, man. That's that's pretty. I mean, I've seen Payne fight a lot, man. He's that kid grinds. He doesn't give up, and he's enormous. Like as far as his wingspan and his height and the the ground he can cover, man. That's a fabulous fight, and he's a good dude. You know, it's it's uh, you know, I don't think it's too far of a limb to go out on to say that this is probably the best most anticipated Muay Thai fight Cage Titans has ever had. Yeah. Yeah, as far as the names and, uh, you know, the gyms, uh, I mean, we're coming from Team Link Worcester uh, with uh, our boy there, Colin, man. That's one of the, that's, could be the number one. I mean, we got, 
I mean, I can't say that because there's a lot of great Muay Thai, you know, hard knocks and stuff like that. But that gym, that gym is pure Muay Thai. I mean, Colin gets his MMA work and his jiu-jitsu work at other places, man. But that is the Muay Thai gym right there. I mean, we have Aaron Ortiz right now overseas, um, you know, ready to fight in another tournament. That kid's a world champion. Uh, so they're producing him everywhere, man. And as far as pain, he comes from a, a, a gritty gym, KO gym in New Bedford. I know them very well. That is a boxing, uh, mostly boxing, but they have the Muay Thai side in there. So that guy is getting a grind every day in there. So like you said, Lars, this could be the best, biggest Muay Thai fight that of Cage Titans ever had. I mean, we've had Sean Schubert in there, but he hasn't fought the name or, or you know, the, the you know, the name um, that these two guys represent here in up, up and coming amateurs. You know, what's also interesting is that these are two big guys, right? So Colin's 6'2", he fights at 185. He obviously walks around a lot bigger than that. I'm assuming Lamont Payne is a pretty big dude as yeah. well. And you guys know how small the Cage Titans cage is, right? Yeah. So And they're going to be fighting Muay Thai, which it's it's going to be chaos. Yeah. Two they could they could keep off the bell and just <laughs> just jab jab from the corners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm really interested to see not only because we manage Colin, but just as a fight fan, this is going to be a really fun fight to see uh, to see how it plays out. And it's and I usually don't get that hype for Muay Thai fights, but right. yeah, I'm hyped for this one. Yeah, excellent, my man. Uh, anything else you want to throw out there before uh, I just uh, say my last thing and get going? Oh, I want to say I want to say one thing. We were just saying that you just mentioned that Schubert hasn't had quite the quality of opponents that, it, but I think that Schubert just had a fight announced. Yeah, Schubert's fighting. Uh, I don't know his opponent. Do you know his opponent? Isn't it supposed to be Matt Probin? Oh yes. Oh, and, uh, yeah. At, at oh. yeah, that's right. I yep. thought he was fighting Lion Fight in July. In, in July. They just, uh, well, John Donnybrook is until September, so. Yes. Oh, yeah. so, all right. So he's going to fight. All right, excellent. I thought I saw uh, that on Rex's stories, uh, Donnybrook, yeah. and I'm like, wait a minute. Sean's fighting at House of Blues in July. What's going but Yeah, I, know, I noticed it, too, and I just, I, I mean, it's kind of kind of cool crossroads because uh, Probin's really well-known as his, with his English kickboxing. Yeah. Uh, he took to MMA for a little while. Um, but he's been back in the kickboxing realm recently. Uh, he fought at Donnie Brook with small gloves. Um, and, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's kind of cool to see him and Schubert matched up. Um, probably something we'd never see in the M MMA realm, but uh, this, this striking affair uh, we could get to enjoy. Excellent. Um, anything else guys? Well, yeah, all right. A uh, couple of things. All right. Last thing, a couple of things I want to just uh, cover um, the camera I bought. Um, I don't know how to use it. It's not a brand new camera, people just out there, but it is a very nice camera for someone just getting back in there. Um, and I bought all the shit. So I'm going to be working on that. Hopefully I can use it at Cage Titans. I want to use it as far as getting interviews around, you know, after the fights, around the cage, around the crowd area. Because uh, we know fighters are always walking around, going to get a beer. I want to get a two or three minutes with them right there. So now I have uh, the ability to do, do that. Also, the camera is going to be used. I don't know if I spoke to you guys about it, but um, Wishes, Smokers, uh, Mark Wisher, who holds the biggest smokers in, uh, you know, the Providence area, uh, has been fighting, having him at Gillette's uh, gym in Tiverton. 
he has uh, asked me to uh, record the fights, which uh, he hasn't had someone to do it in some time. Uh, what he does is he records the fights, and, you know, some people have their own, their first fight ever there. And he records them and puts them on DVD, and if you want to purchase them, he's, uh, you know, he gets them to you. Well, I'm going to be the man shooting the footage, shooting the fights for him. And, uh, you know, supplying uh, him with uh, the, 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 the means to get these fights to these, uh, to these kids. Are you putting them on VHS as well or just DVD? What's that? Fuck off, you fucking. I'm going to put them on a fucking 8-track. Does he have laser discs? I'm going to put them on 8-track. I'm going to put a big laser discs player in my I'm going to put them on fucking, I don't know, smoke signal. I'm going to put them on fucking something. You forgot to mention the third thing you're using your camera for. It's porn? Your OnlyFans account. Porn? Your only fans. Well, let me right? another thing. The camera that can I have um Brio's in here as far as my webcams. They're very nice webcams. But I'm gonna be using that camera as my my main webcam in between fights. I'm not using it for that. So what you see here, I'm gonna be able to blur the background out. Um, I'm gonna be having fucking I'm gonna be having orgies in the room podcast <laughs> with it. So, uh, and I'm a single. Any ladies out there, just ladies. Orgies with just women. Every pimple on Steve's yeah, ass. Yeah, you can. <laughs> fucking in 4K at that. 4K pimples. <laughs> so, any ladies who think they may be slightly too young for Steve's? They're not. So, <laughs> so, I'm very excited about the camera. I've had the, I've had the, um, you know, been using my phone that has been, been used and looks incredible once I throw it in the software to produce it then i you know bought the camcorder that was good but now i think this camera is going to bring us to a whole nother level uh you know just taking little clips here and there being able to do things with that you know um so i'm very excited with with that and last but not least i know you guys know i put the ad out there looking for a co-host to have every wednesday um i'm looking for i was looking for a co-host that could come into the studio commit Every Wednesday, come in here, just talk about not just only MMA, current topics. And for that to happen, I kind of need somebody that's not, you know, kind of a, a family man, might have kids, has a job, fights, stuff like that. I think I found it, or smokes weed. I think I found that all-in-one guy, man. So next Wednesday, we're going to do a trial run. I'm going to have my new potential co-host in here with me. And we're going to do a trial run podcast. I don't know if we're going to have a guest or call in. We might phone a guest in. Might phone you in. Who knows? Uh, it could be just a random act of kindness. Having a caller call in just randomly. Uh, as Just to you know, throw it out there at him to, to test his skill. He um, Speaking to him, he has done some podcasts in the past. Uh, uh, radio station podcasts, I think. Um, he's fluent on the mic. Uh, sounds like a really cool dude. He, um, trains in jiu-jitsu the last couple of years. So he's not, um, you know, a fighter per se, but he is around some guys. So I'm very excited to have someone and his name is Tommy. I will not give his last name. <laughs> it's not the Tommy you guys think. Um, but. I hope not. Tommy is Tommy is coming in the studio next Wednesday, so um, I'm hoping I have a, a co-host here. Uh, I think he grows pot 
also. So we're going to be doing pot kind of uh, tests and stuff like that, marijuana, you know, things. We're going to make the show on Wednesday nights kind of... Um, You're going to use your new camera together? If you need, if you need help no. doing the pot. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, well, we'll let you know, but uh, I'm very, I'm very excited about that. I talked to him for a while. I think I'm going to have him down here, uh, maybe over the weekend and set up, uh, shit, the angles of the cameras and stuff like that and, uh, get his mic all situated or maybe not. I'll just have him show up Wednesday and we'll just fucking wing it as I always do in the, in the podcast, but I'm looking to make this, uh, something, uh, that is kind of fun. You know what I mean? Uh, just. I really want someone that can talk about anything without um, being worried about talking about anything. You know what I mean? Um, I want to talk about fights, fighters, um, you know, if the shit going on on social media that fighters are going at, you know, you know how I troll social media. I want to be able to discuss that with somebody, man. If it's on social media, it can be talked about. Um, so that's kind of what I want to get someone in here. And kind of get that kind of vibe going, you know. Smoke a joint, right. smoke a Stand joint. The brand. Exactly, right. just let it go, man. Uh, yeah. So that that's kind of and not. I'm still going to be doing the other interviews on the side uh, during the week and stuff like that. But I want to get that podcast, that live Wednesday night podcast, uh, kind of a laid back feel. We could have a fighter or two come in here with us. And just shoot the shit around the round table here, man. I'm looking to really evolve it in that way. You know what I mean? Um, make it kind of just informal, but, you know, uh, very, uh, uh, a lot of information coming out of this podcast. So that's what I'm looking to do. That's that's literally what this podcast was intentionally uh, uh, meant to do, but I can't do it on my own. I need someone to bounce shit off. And I think I found the guy. We'll see what happens. Um <laughs> We'll vote on him. <laughs> we'll embarrass him. We'll, I mean, he's gonna have thick skin. That was the that was the kind of the the ad there. You got to be able to have thick skin and and uh, you know be funny. And this guy seems to to have a couple of things. And growing pot and smoking pot was definitely the cherry on top. And uh, you know, you supply me with weed, man. Uh, you know, you can be my co-host anytime. But so uh with that said, uh any you know, I'm excited. So we'll see how that goes, guys. Love yeah. it, brother. Love the evolution. I have to say I did get a lot of um a lot of messages and a lot of play from fighters, amateur fighters, pro fighters that wanted to do it. And I think it would be a great, great idea. Um I would rather have them down on their own every so often to talk about their fight, not have them as my co-host because how we, can we like really dissect my co-host if he's got a fight coming up? I got to kind of be like, I, you know, it's kind of hard. So I think they realized that. And I think uh, they thought it was a better idea that, you know, I have someone in here that's kind of neutral and not one way or the other and can kind of give that neutral feel to the fighters, you know, I, I know these fighters, they're friends of mine, so sometimes I can be a little biased, so this guy can give me kind of a slap in the face and kind of fucking stop being a pussy, Steve, and, and speak your fucking real mind about what this fight has entailed and what you're thinking, you know what I mean? So that's what I'm looking for. So For sure, exciting shit. Excellent. We'll see what happens, man. I could fire him after a week and go right back to the fucking... Yeah, you know, that was about us. We're feeling. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, I mean, that's that was the, like my... 
first was thing was I have you guys on every week, but you can't do it. You know what I mean? So uh, it's yeah. you guys. You guys are gonna. We got, we got hard stops at eight o'clock, like I said. Oh my like, god! Oh, we gotta go. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, all right, Celtics. Celtics around in ten minutes. All right. With that said, guys, um, thank you so much for coming on. Like I said, next week I will have uh, the Phantom uh, co-host on. I will be talking to uh, Shane Manley, and uh, we got Cage Titans next week. So that's uh, we're gonna be talking a little bit about that. Uh, with the co-host. We're going to be seeing how good he is uh, talking about fights and shit like that. So uh, with that said, guys, don't go anywhere. I'm going to go to the, uh, the, the the intro screen and then I'm going to let you go. So with that said, thank you so much. See you next week, Wednesday night, uh, 8 o'clock, I think. So with that said, bye.